This theme this year, John chapter 8, verse 12, the light of life. Jesus said, I am the light of life. Whoever walks with me will not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. And I'm really excited in the ways we've been challenged and, and encouraged. Uh, it's just amazing to see. We, If you're not aware, the light of life challenge is uh, our 2017 goal of partnering with these four ministries they're doing such good and being light. And we've just come to those ministries and said, we want to help you. We want to, we want to not take over. We, we don't want to change anything. We just want to bring to you what every ministry needs that's doing any type of good. They need, need people to donate their time and to donate their treasure. And so you helped with the Simple House and the Soup Kitchen last week, the Celebrate Recovery uh, Ministry. Now, I, I mentioned this morning all the Bibles have been spoken for. Now, that means some of you still have envelopes, you know, that you have yet to get back. I didn't mean to say don't bring those back. Um, but all the, minist- the Bibles that, that they asked for, 50 Bibles, and we've even had other people say, I'd like to get a few more. So thank you so much for that. We're so encouraged uh, by the good that we've seen. And so all of these have been uh, spoken for, but if you still want to help with that ministry, it's a wonderful way to reach out, to disciple people, to help people that don't know Christ, to know Christ. And uh, we're just so thrilled to have that at Northside where we can minister to those people every single week. People in the church, people outside the church, it's a wonderful opportunity. And if you haven't taken part of in Celebrate Recovery, you owe it to yourself to to join some Thursday night at 7 o'clock here right at the building, uh, just across the way in the Fellowship Hall. You can also plan to sign up for the step study coming up on August 14th if you feel called to walk with hurting people. Uh, it's a wonderful way to be to learn how to do that more effectively. Today we're going to talk about Carpenter Place, uh, which which is the last ministry, but certainly not the least ministry. They do a tremendous amount of good within the community. Been doing good for over 74 years. Now, I could tell you all about that, or I could just let them tell you all about that. And that's what I want to do right now. There's a place of Carpenter Place is to nurture deeply hurting girls to restore relationships with God and family and community. Some of the reasons I came to Carpenter's Place is because I got angry and I just built it up instead of expressing it. I struggle with drug addiction and disrespecting my parents and honesty. The reason I came here was because I was lying to my mom. I didn't get along with my parents. I have a lot of drug problems and that was getting really out of hand. Carpenter Place has been providing hope to hurting children and to families in crisis since the mid-1940s. It's grown, it's changed in many ways since then, but our heart of helping these families and helping these children has never changed. That stayed constant throughout the years.
while the girls are here, they live in a home with a husband and wife team, and that provides them a mother and father figure that they can look up to, that provides them with an example of what a healthy Christian family should look like. She goes to school every day. Um, the beauty of it is she goes to school in a Christian learning environment. The girls have an opportunity to relax and to calm down and to feel loved and accepted. And because of that, they are able to move forward and gain capacity to handle more. And they're in a safe enough place to where they can take a step back and really evaluate those hurts. like really close to God and able to make friendships a lot easier than I was able to and actually communicate better. I've come more to Christ and I am able to cope with different feelings and emotions. It was a bad future back then, but now I see myself being more productive in the world. It's a chance to get my life together. That's really important to me and my family. It takes every dollar donated, every item that's gifted, every moment that you volunteer with our girls, and it takes every prayer, and that is necessary to help uh, rebuild families and restore lives, and, and all of it matters to our girls being able to be restored with their families. Where joy and sorrow For 74 years, uh, Carpenter Place has been doing that work uh, faithfully, uh, honestly, purely with the heart to do what God has called the church to do. And that is to to be with the hurting and to help those, especially those who are orphaned or those who are just uh, hurting families that need loving people to come with them and walk with them through that. And so I just love the work that they do. And you could ask anyone about, uh, most anyone at Northside, but specifically, you know, Ben Zikafus is right over here. Didn't I didn't ask him, but Ben, will you go ahead and stand up? He directs at Carpenter Place. Uh, Jennifer Campbell, I'm not sure if Jennifer's here this morning. Uh, yep, right over there. She's working at Carpenter Place. Thank you, guys. If you have any questions about their work and the ministry coordinators here at Northside for the Light of Life campaign, the kind of the coordinators between us and Carpenter Place are David and Sarah Holt. And David, you guys will stand up. And if you if you guys have questions, you say, man, that really resonates with me. That rings my bell. That makes my heart beat faster. I'd like to get involved and help, and I don't, maybe that's writing a check, maybe that's donating some time, maybe that's having lunch with some girls. We're going to talk about some specific ways. But if you really feel called, I want you to talk to David and Sarah Holt, and they can connect you with the right ways. And we're going to talk about some specifics. Thank you, guys. Uh, this year, you guys have been involved in lots of ways uh, with Carpenter Place, from uh, working on the grounds to... Um, so organizing what they call B7. Now, B7 is not the winning 
one point in bingo, okay? Uh, B7 is basically this huge room that's full of shelves stocked with food. They have 20 people that they have to feed every single day. If you can imagine your own pantry with your own family, how quickly you run through that. Imagine 20 people depending on that. And so Northside has always had Harvest Sunday and uh, an opportunity for you to bring just massive amounts of food and bring it on stage so that uh, these uh, families will have a, a fully stocked pantry. But it's not just stocking the pantry, is it? Nah, it's keeping track of the food, sorting the food, counting the food, organizing it, getting it all situated properly. And that takes a lot of work, and that has to happen every week, week in and week out. Um, there's... People who have just said, hey, we just want to connect with the girls. We just like, you know, come over. This is a group that's had a game night with them. And some have had come in to have lunch with them. And some have had them a little, you know, uh, makeup and hairdo and do your nails and that kind of thing. Uh, that's that's all really cool stuff, connecting relationally uh, with these girls. Uh, here's Marie Christie and her uh, girl that she's mentoring, Kai. There's some mentoring that's going on. Uh, if you feel called as a woman, especially a, a Christ-centered woman who would like to walk with a girl, uh, these girls need those mentors in their lives. The Alive class got together. I'm so proud of you guys. Uh, got together and helped uh, one of their recent graduates, Jaron. She's heading to Emporia State here in the fall. And so they stocked her up with some all the things that she would need for her dorm room. And that's really cool. Uh, that's a wonderful uh, there's so many opportunities at Carpenter Place that if you feel called in any way, we're going to give um, give you six specifics this morning uh, for how you can get involved and uh, support the great work that they are doing at Carpenter Place. First, uh, get a Dylan's card. I'm sure that probably 80 to 90 percent of this audience goes to Dylan's. And if you use your little card to get, you know, fuel points and things like that, uh, discounts on the prices, they have a program there called the Community Rewards Program. I think you can sign up for it online, but if you, if you can't do it online, you can just go to customer service and they can answer all your questions. It doesn't add a single dime to your bill. It just says that every time you go to Dylan's and you swipe that card, a portion of what you spend will go directly to Carpenter Place. It's the easiest, and it's such a wonderful source of income for the carpenter place, and it's so easy. And so that's a simple thing you can do. Secondly is bake a pie. Joy Kingsley, this is right to you. I'm looking right at you now. I know others of, of you are called to bake pies in this world, and praise God for you. Um, they ha- they're going to have a bake sale coming up on September 22nd. And so if you, if you are, if that's your calling in life, um, then you can, you know, bake to your heart's content and provide for that. And that bake sale will be on September 22nd. So Sarah can give you more details on that. The third thing, uh, a simple, effective thing you can do is simply to pray for those girls. Now you can remind yourself. But Carpenter Place also has a prayer tree that you can sign up for so that when there's a specific directed need, uh, they can send that out and you can pray for that intentionally and purposely. So if you want to sign up for that and faithfully pray for go to lunch. You know, just do what you normally do Monday through Friday. They've invited anyone who wants to come about 1130 or so. Uh, just just bring whatever you get for lunch, probably Chick-fil-A. I don't know. Um, and just go ahead and get the big old tray of nuggets and just bring it there and share it with the girls and bless them with that. Um, 
You can share not just your lunch with them, but your life with them. Just sitting around a table and just getting to know these girls. You say, oh, man, I don't know any of these girls. You know, the fortunate thing is we have Jennifer and Sarah and Ben and lots of others who say, if you will just come and have lunch with these girls, uh, we'll sit there with you for the first few times and make introductions and help get conversation flowing. But if you want to do that, we'd love to have you. Um, number five, sign up to help. As we did last week, we're going to send out an email today. We'll put this out on social media as well. There will be a Google Doc, and you can sign up to do any of these things we've asked for. And you can just put your name and say, I'd like to help. Sarah will sort through all of that and contact you. You don't have to do anything, but just put your name there, and she'll get a hold of you. And finally, today, as you leave, we're going to have some volunteers who have got a magnet. I think I've got it here in my pocket. Uh, This little magnet right here that you cannot read, but you will be able to read it when you get it in your hand. What we want you to do is take that magnet home and put it, just slap it right on your fridge. And every time you go to think about filling up the fridge or going to the store, look at that magnet. And it has a list of all of their biggest needs for Harvest Sunday. You say, Harvest Sunday, doesn't that happen in the fall? Yeah, about four months away, exactly. So we'd like every single person, every time they go to the store here at Northside, to just get one extra thing. And if we do that for four months... I'm really excited about the possibility that we could make this stage so full that we could kick me off here. And, and some of you have been hoping that for a while, so this is your opportunity. So, I mean, you could just, here's your opportunity. So just get a magnet on your way out. Be thinking about the girls. And by the way, when you see that magnet, maybe pray for the girls too. Because uh, they're going through some hard stuff, and it's a wonderful ministry that walks with them. Here's what the magnet looks like. And November 12th, if you want to put that magic date in your phone that will be harvest sunday and so we're going to have a wonderful huge drive or lots of help not just bringing food but getting it over to carpenter place several years ago scientists in japan made a weird discovery a discovery that scientists in japan would only make and they found out this that the human body literally glimmers The reason it glimmers is because there's lots of cellular activity going on. Anytime there's cellular activity going on, there's light, there's energy released from that process. Now, before you go imagining that these are people just living too close to the nuclear power plant, um, no, it, it actually, in every single person, there's a chemical reaction happening But the light that's emitted is about a thousand times less than what your naked eye can see. But when these scientists found this, these bioluminescent, uh, these cameras that, that could see ultra high sensitivity, they observed this activity of bioluminescence in humans. Another way of saying that is that you are literally a walking glow stick. Now, if you read the Bible, you, of course, have already known that's true, right? Jesus said in Matthew 5, we talked about it last week, you are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. And neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. No, they put it on a stand so it gives light to everyone in the house. Our our theme verse for this whole year is if you... I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Following Christ is more than just bioluminescence. 
But but in a spiritual way, you and I are called to be walking, talking glow sticks. Now, the verse that Kevin just read from 1 John chapter 1, I want you guys to to read that with me this morning. I'm going to need your help. Uh, You're going to see two colors, the blue and the yellow. You need to read the yellow words, okay? 1 John chapter 1, starting verses 5 through 10. This is the message we heard, we have heard from him and proclaim to you that God... If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and we do not practice the truth. But and the blood of Jesus purifies us from all sin, cleanses us. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, if we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. And so this morning, very quickly, I want to just show you and talk to you about how we can walk in the light. The first thing you got to do is you got to walk right. Uh, very, uh, the scripture says, if we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. I, I remember it as clearly as yesterday. We were in the teen room. It wasn't when the teen room was down here. It was in the teen room was over there. And I had done a lesson on this exact verse. And so what I thought was I need to make figure out how to connect with these teens and make them understand this. So I, I took a giant piece of glow tape and I just pulled it the length of the room. I went down the entire length of the room and I, I was I was just doing this adamant thing about you got to choose which side you're going to be on you got to choose who you're going to walk in the light or whether you're going to walk in the darkness you got to choose whether you're going to have friends of the light or they're going to have friends of the darkness you have to choose which side you're going to be on and which side you're going to walk in and I'll never forget it I'll never forget it as I watch and I challenge those teens to pick a side and of course at church at a church building in the youth room in front of their youth minister of course they all immediately went over to the light right except for one teenage boy and he stood there and I could see it weighing weighing heavy on his heart because you could just see the struggle between light and darkness and I'm a binary person you know I, I, I'm just like a switch on or off you know light or dark but there are people, there are people that they struggle every day and they know they're supposed to be walking in the light, but they're sort of, they're sort of living in the shadows. And God calls us to walk with integrity. He calls us to walk consistently in the light. Now that doesn't mean, by the way, we're not ever going to mess up. Oh, if I could talk to that teenage boy. And just tell him all the danger and the hurt and the sorrow and the heartbreak that he would experience on the dark side. And to encourage him to walk as honestly and and intentionally and purposely as he could in the light. 
May we walk with wholeness. May we walk with integrity. Proverbs 10, 9 says, he who walks with integrity walks securely. The word in- integrity, the root word there is integer. Integer, for all you math nerds, means no math nerds in here. Okay, it means simply one. Okay, it, it means a wholeness, a consistency throughout from an engineering perspective. If you want to test the integrity of this giant metal beam, you want to make sure that the strength of that beam is the same in the middle at the very dead center as it is on the outermost points. That it has consistency throughout. This is what God wants. He wants us to walk in the light consistently. He doesn't want us to walk in the light just when it's convenient, just when the preacher challenges you, just when you're around Christians. He wants you to walk in the light when it's hard. When you're at work with all those co-workers and they're talking that filth and they're telling those dirty jokes. He wants you to walk in the light when you're tempted to, to do something on your taxes. Just, just, it's just a little bit under the table and they'll probably nobody ever see it. But he wants you to walk in the light as often as you can and consistently as you can. Proverbs, I'm sorry, Psalm 84.11 says, For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. Now, understand me clearly. I'm not saying walk perfectly. David is a good example of this. He, he, he sought to walk with the Lord and all he did. Was David perfect? Mm-mm-mm. There were many times when he stepped over here into the darkness. But he always was drawn back to the light. So let your light shine in full view of God. Ask him this morning if there's any part of you that is in darkness that shouldn't be. Number two, you got to be bright. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. It's, it's not just good Christian fellowship. There's something that happens. If you want to have light yourself, you need to be around people of light. Now, last night, the focus class, uh, Ben and Kelly Tyson organized this really fun thing. There was, there was, it wasn't a Bible study. It was just kind of a fun scavenger hunt kind of thing. It was, it was great fun. As we left that, I said, that was such good fun. And it encouraged me, encouraged me and uplifted me. It built me up. This is the fellowship that we're talking about. You gotta be careful about who you're running with. If you're a parent, you probably use the adage, you show me who you run with and I'll show you who you are. You cannot walk in the light if you consistently surround yourself by, with people of darkness. It's just impossible. There's something within our human nature we take on from the people around us. So I want to ask you to evaluate your relationships and ask you, is everybody that's surrounding you shining the light and walking in the light? Because it's awful hard when they're not. Second Corinthians chapter six, verse 14 says, what fellowship has light with darkness? We got to pay attention to not just our personal relationships, but our business relationships we got to pay attention to all the people that we surround ourselves with and walk with, that they, they too are walking brightly. So walking in the light means not just doing that yourself, but walking with other lights. Walk with people who make you better and brighter. And finally, avoid 
the night. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. See, the problem is when we have darkness within us, that's hidden. Let me ask you. Would you be okay if I came over to your house and and looked at your Netflix queue and and went ahead and just watched some of those shows? Would you be okay with that? If I asked Brian Middleton to go to your computer and open up your browser history, uh, would, would, would he be okay with all the sites that you visit? You say, well, I've got that taken care of. You see, I just went to income. You see, if you're hiding things... If you're walking in darkness, if there's a part of your life that's hidden, you're not walking in the light. We're told very clearly to avoid sin. Now, we're warned here. Don't say you have no sin because then you're just a liar. The call is to be honest about your sin, to bring to light whatever's in the darkness. The way we do that, according to John, is by confessing it to one another. John's not the only one, by the way. James says, therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous man avails much. I wonder, I know our elders pray for a lot of people. Have you ever asked the elders to pray for you for a spiritual battle that you're going through? A a, a temptation, a weakness, a sin that you can't get out of, that you're locked into. Have you ever confessed that to anyone? The Bible is pretty clear that that's the way to do it, but the Bible is not clear about how to do that. You know, there are some groups where you can go in and you're expected and required to go in and talk to somebody and make a confession. To tell someone what you've done. And they'll tell you the things you have to do to make up for the things you've done. And we look at those and we go, oh, that's just silly. That's not in the Bible. But let me ask you, how do you confess then? When was the last time you talked to another Christian about what you were struggling with, what you were battling, what you were going through? I fear we have many people that struggle in silence that sit in these pews every week. The scripture, see, doesn't tell us exactly how to do it. Sometimes maybe you need to come to the front row. Maybe it just needs to be just fully vented in front of everybody so everybody can know and pray. Sometimes maybe it's just you and a good Christian friend, someone in your small group or maybe a mentor, someone you look up to. But evil thrives in darkness, so don't let darkness spread. Light is the best disinfectant. The scripture doesn't tell us how, but it does tell us that confession helps us, helps us stay in the light and helps us from deceiving ourselves. All right. Well, you know, we had about um, you ever see uh, 10 pounds of flour in a five pound sack? (laughs) That's kind of the lesson this morning. And uh, I can tell some of you are already disengaging, so I I just want to hold this off for another time. Uh, I I, I do want to encourage you to walk in the light. And if you're not walking in the light and you're living in the shadows, then then I wanted to to call you out of the shadows. I want to call you like that teenage boy to stop trying to straddle both sides. 
but to come into the light and to let the light of Christ shine in your heart. I want to talk to you and encourage you and let you know that Jesus calls you out of the darkness. He doesn't want you to stay there any longer. And so whatever we can do to help with that, if you want to come talk to me personally, fine. If you want to come down and meet the elders here in just a minute, great. If you want to talk to your small group tonight or to your adult Bible class, fine. But whatever way, if you're in darkness, come to the light. And if you've never walked with Christ, if you've never chosen to follow him, I want to encourage you to do that. That's the most important decision. It's the only way to come into the true light. If you have a need this morning, won't you come as together we stand and sing.